Hi, everybody. This is Instigating Women and Friends, and I'm here today with Kate and Jen. And Jen, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say, because most of my clients are women, not exclusively, but most, and most are in healthcare, and most have really been through the ringer the last three years um, with the pandemic. And now I think all health systems are, are struggling financially to be viable and to just pull their people back in uh, to engage them in different ways. A lot of burnout and a lot of mental, re mental resilience issues. And yet they're afraid to speak up. They're afraid to ask what they need. Um, so Kate tells me you've got some experience in integrating mind and body. So Kate, I'll turn it over to you and then we'll just have a conversation and see where it goes. Sounds good. So I'm happy to introduce Jen Dill, um, to join us on Instagrating Women and Friends. Um, I first came to know Jill, sorry, Jen, because I want to, I want to munge Jennifer and Dill just to You're be- You're not the only one. <laughs> I get um, Jill all the time. <laughs> it's just it's delightful. It's more yes. It's yeah. better for. <laughs> so I first met Jen as an introduction from another coach um, who was like, hey, this person's cool and in your area, you should meet. <laughs> so um the the reason that I wanted to have Jen on, on the podcast mostly was because she uh is an integral coach and deals with that mind-body connection. And Gwen and I are both like, feelings, we don't have those. <laughs> we don't know where they show up um, until it's too late. And then, yeah, um, myself in particular this last year with my back injury, um, I think a lot of that was, was uh, you know, just a lot, of, a lot of change in my life and trying to go forward and being stuck. Um, but I thought we'd have a conversation about somatics, um, maybe talk about what somatics is, what that even means. Um, and then just kind of have a perspective on on how to feel more. Mm. Um, so, Jen, what did I butcher? What did I get wrong? No, that was great. I mean, other than my name, but that was good. <laughs> and I mean, along with being an integral coach, I'm also a personal trainer. So I have a, a physical back, like that's where I started. And then coaching kind of evolved from that. But other than that, yeah, you got it. So tell us about having a loud body. <laughs> yes, I have a very loud body and I've had to, um, I didn't always recognize that. Um, it has come, I've had like, like yourself back injuries. Um, and most of them start not because of an acute, like something like I fell, right. It's, it, it's built up over time and your body stores stress in kind of the weakest points and it goes straight there. And for those of us who are very driven, very up here in our heads, you know, we can tune that out until you can't right? Until it's, it starts as a whisper and then it just gets louder and louder until you have to address that. And so it wasn't until it got so loud, I had to stop everything that I really realized like, okay, we need to start paying attention. Um, and you don't have to wait until catastrophe to pay attention. Um, and that's what I work on with my clients, right? Being able to dial into those cues and signals that your body gives you and kind of learning 
where your body holds stress, learning kind of what your physical reactions are. Because sometimes, I mean, honestly, for a lot of people, it's not safe being in their body. So in their head is where they go because your body doesn't feel safe. Um, but being able to trust your body and and slowly, because you do live there, um, being able to dial in and starting to learn the language of, of some of the signals that your body sends you that you might not be getting um, from your head because they're two very different systems. Yeah, I feel like my body might speak Urdu and my mind definitely <laughs> speaks English and <laughs> we don't we don't talk a lot mm -mm. Mm -mm. Like, no and a lot of and a lot of people are like that i mean we are so rewarded for everything socially speaking you're rewarded for everything that comes up from your head right like that's that's where our society lives right now and all like the body stuff is i think still pretty woo woo right and and people write off as as woo woo um like i just had this was like an easy example. So my son is looking for colleges right now and we went to different schools. He's going to be an engineer. So he's very like head brained, right? Like that's where he's focused and had all these checklists on paper. This one school was fantastic. Um, we went there and it was meh. This other school went in and he just was like, he talked to me more. He looked like he was having a better time. Like he was just lighter. His energy was different. And that was nowhere on the checklist, right? In terms of what to look for in a school. And that was all like physical sense. And he had such a hard time reconciling those things, right? Like I should go here. This is what's better on paper. This has all checks, all my boxes that I put down that my head told me to put down, but my body reacted this way. These are not his words, by the way, he's 18. So, <laughs> but for me, you know, like, and he was just really confused by that whole process of like, I like this better, but I can't say why I just feel better here. And being able to get in touch with those, with those cues and, you know, kind of just trusting that you don't always have to have like the concrete answers. Like it just feels better is, is an answer. Yeah, that's great. I'm sitting here thinking about you know, I've got a 23 year old son. And if he ever used that language, I was like, I need no, no, no. to <laughs> mine's not there. But I'm also thinking about, you know, all these people at work who say, but the culture training that we just had says we're supposed to act like this. And yet people aren't acting like that here. And what's wrong with me? So when, when they can't reconcile these disconnects between body and mind, what do you do to help them? Well, I mean, I think that's a, that's a really big topic, right? Because there's body and mind and then there's culture. And a lot of times for a lot of people, our culture doesn't really fit our bodies, right? And I'm, I'm assuming in the healthcare, like in the healthcare system, I think, and this is me knowing very surface value, right? So I think people think that seeing everything that everybody went through in the pandemic, right? How horrific that was and how taxing it was on that system. But they're people. It was a system, but they're people. And they people assume because these people have chosen this job that they can handle that. And and but they're still people and they're still dealing with people who are suffering. And that suffering it is all encompassing. And so how do you take care of yourself when 
you have nothing but suffering around you and a system that is telling you, yeah, just keep going. You're fine. Keep going. Choice. Keep going. Right. How, and I don't have the answers to that other than to go, I am like, this is crazy. This is crazy. And what I'm feeling is okay. And what I'm feeling is right. Like that's, I think the very bare minimum people can start with, like my feelings are valid. This is nuts. Mm -hmm. And changing that system. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, but I think it starts with recognizing that this is not this is not normal. This is not okay to do to people, all of the people involved. This is not okay. So recognize it and then start to figure out how to help yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, listening. So for me, like listening to my body, like again, the woo woo, right. But like for me personally, and this is me, but like I get, when I'm nervous, I like my stomach tenses, but usually I just on one side and I pull in and I won't even notice I'm doing it until I'm doing it. I'm like, Oh, and then I'll go like, what am I protecting against? Like, what am I uncomfortable with? And you can watch people's body language. I mean, this, that, that isn't, you know, so woo woo that's, you know, somewhat of a science, right. But it's, it's just being able to recognize in your own body, when are you in a protective stance? And when are you holding on, you know, for dear life? And can you let some of that go? Cause that's just, your body doesn't know the difference. Like, am I really in danger right now? Am I really that stressed or is this just momentum? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I asked someone at one point in time, I was like, okay, not in touch with my body. How do you start? And they kind of went back to the very, like the very beginning, they were like, well, pay attention to when you're hungry. I'm like, oh, I know when I'm hungry. Pay attention to when you have to go to the bathroom. I don't pee my pants. So I know when to go to the bathroom. Um, so right. I'm not that new. Yeah, exactly. right, right, not right. that new. Yes. I'm not like starving and sitting in my own waist. I, I am an adult. <laughs> so, um, but when you were telling, telling me about your son, like I did get goosebumps and I think for me, being so much of a, a a baby who can feed herself and, and no one to go to the bathroom in this space, but in the space of like, why did I get goosebumps? Um, and start starting to like ask that question of, oh, why did I get? Where did I feel that? And yeah. and like then examine like what was I feeling? Because I noticed a sensation. But then I have to go grab my wheel of emotions. Because <laughs> I bought I one. You have a handy dandy wheel of emotions. <laughs> I do. I have a handy dandy wheel of emotions. No, I was angry. Right. Yes. <laughs> but like, I, this helps me be like, okay, well, what sort of emotion did I get? Why did I get goosebumps? Like, yeah. What for, you know, why? Yeah. And and it, it really is as simple as that, as catching when it like catching when that happens and being curious about it, like what's going on when I'm getting goosebumps and, you know, you can discern, is this good? Is this bad? Is this like the chills? Am I just cold? Or, yeah. you know, d- was there a temperature change or, you know, did it kind of my blood run cold or was it like, oh, like when you hear a good song, right? Yeah. 
like that kind of thing and being able to name those those emotions i'm still really shitty at that i mean we are as a you know and it's like you're looking through you know I, in um nonviolent communication they have you know all of that and it's just like dazzled like when was I last dazzled? Shit, it has been way too long since I've been dazzled. <laughs> have I not ever been dazzled, right? So like just being able to have have some words for that and then you can like your brain goes, oh, I might be dazzled right now. Not be dazzled, but you know, it, <laughs> it, it's it makes creating just a little bit of awareness and not making it like a big, huge thing, right? Like you caught you caught the chills and and you'll be able to build on that. Yeah. Well, that's why I like the wheel because um, dazzled would be like out here where it's a little bit more subtle, like judgmental, loathing, repugnant, revolted, um, you know, and then that dials into a, to an, to a bigger emotion. So then, you know, it goes into a little bit less subtle and then, a, then way not subtle. So like all of those that I just described go into disgust and I'm sure like dazzled goes into, you know, happier, surprised. Yeah. But like for some people, it's easier to to name the big emotion, and for other people, it's easier to name the, the more subtle. Yes, that's a great point. Yes, and it's the same thing with your body too, right? It's it's being able to, um, being. I mean, honestly, we we don't pay attention to this stuff until we have to, until we have to manage it before it escalates and totally because our body will shut you down. In in. And it's doing that out of self-protection, but it doesn't feel like it at all. It feels and like, yet, and yet little kids can tell you how they feel like that in every yeah. moment. Absolutely. Well, I, wonder, I, I wonder if we can't, it, it would, I'm in a positive theory. It would seem that if we can't pay attention to the big negative emotion, then we're probably also miss, missing the big and small positive emotions. Mm. Like maybe we haven't felt dazzled because we really haven't felt the anger that we needed to feel. I don't know. And, or maybe we have been told so many times it's wrong and stupid to even have those thoughts to wonder. All right. we're supposed to do is head down, march forward, do as told, suck it up. But yeah. at the same time, we're also told to be happy. Mm. Well, that's just to make everyone else comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take yeah. And that's where, you know, there's a lot of disassociating going on where people, because bodies can be so overwhelming or thoughts, I mean, it, it, it can be both that it just, you check out because you're not allowed to have those feelings. The people around you can't, they can't control those feelings. So they don't know what to do with that. So you're not allowed to have that if they can't have that. Either there's nowhere to put it for anybody. And so how do you how do you navigate that is and I and I think it is. It's just being able to start with yourself and go, okay, this is like this is what I'm feeling. This is what I sense is happening. And then just, I mean, it's not going to be there forever. It gets to float away and you get to move on. Um, and you'll get all kinds of new data. <laughs> but and and that's and it can be a little like, well, what's this mean? And then sometimes nothing at all, right? But I think that like your point that it, it'll float away. If you don't feel it, I don't think it floats. I think a little bit gets stuck in you. Yeah. In the, 
the body tells a story body tells is that what it's called a story there's a the body keeps the score yes oh. that one <laughs> I love that book. That book changed my life. <laughs> I love, love, love that book. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And I'm still getting through it because there's a part of me intellectually that's like, no. Mm. Mm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is tough. Yeah. Uh, and yet so valuable. And, and Jen... Similarly, you mentioned nonviolent communications, and I appreciate that because that's another book that helped. And I, I believe even on their website, they've got lists of feelings and list of needs. Because the big yeah. question is when stuff's going on, can you list your feeling and can you list your need? And I've just found those two lists. If I keep them on my notes, on my phone, pinned, then it's much easier to just pause and go through it and go, maybe what am I feeling? And maybe what am I needing? Yeah. To communicate differently than what I've been able to in the past. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, it's, it's a wonder to me that we're able to communicate it all yeah. as, as a species, because, <laughs> you know, the majority of us have no idea how we're feeling and are saying one thing, but meaning another, and then, somebody else is interpreting that through their lens, which is totally different. And they're experiencing something entirely. I, I just don't know how things happen, right? <laughs> but, but absolutely it is. If you're able to get in touch and you're absolutely right, it's like these feelings, they, they, what, what is the need that needs to be met? Mm -hmm. And if we could ask ourselves that question mm -hmm. and that's where in the healthcare system, none of the people there are allowed to have any needs. Yeah. Yeah. They're just not. They're just supposed to be ready to go to battle and provide great right. care every day. And yeah, right. totally selfless. Yeah. supposed to be selfless. Mm -hmm. and, and that is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I do think too, you know, you say, you know, how do we communicate if we don't even know how we're feeling or if we walk into work and people are like, how are you doing? And you're supposed to say, fine, fine, fine. Um, you don't ever figure out how to communicate. And then it is so easy to just sock all this stuff away as woo-woo and unimportant. And, and then you might think somebody that you're with at work is being passive aggressive. Well, they're not intending to be, they don't even know how to express themselves. Right. Nor do you. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's exactly where, you know, they just don't have the skill sets. And we're not taught this and which is just crazy. And so, I mean, being you know, growing up, how I grew up was a little tumultuous childhood, but you know, you get to an adult and you're like, how did this happen? How am I here? Right. And how did, how did all these people, how did we keep going as a species? <laughs> you know, it just, um, but I, that's the work. I think it's, it's hard to now not it, to unsee it. You can't unsee how crazy it is. Agree. So how do you get your clients to move from, okay, you've noticed something like you've, you've noticed that you have a body and that <laughs> it occasionally tells you things, um, yeah. but it speaks or new. So what's the next step? So 
The thing is, is that a, a, a lot of times with my clients, it's it's such a great little moment. You go in and, you know, there's this like external crisis that's happening and, you know, okay, well, what is, what's going on? How do you feel about that? What, what sensations, like literally talk about what kind of physical sensations come up and once they're able to, you know, and, and it takes a lot of practice to get to that because it's like, I'm worried, like that's not a sensation, right? Cause your body will give you, I'm feeling tightness in my chest or um, I'm feeling dryness, like a tightness in my throat or my mouth is dry or things just as, as small as that. And once people are able to start to name that, then it kind of unlocks this like, oh, I'm feeling this way and I feel small and it feels like I don't have control, right? I feel like I don't have a voice. I mean, it, it become becomes so literal what th their body is experiencing versus um, or is a representation of like how they feel in this situation. And, um, and it's like, I can't make any of this stuff up. It feels like magic a little bit. So if you're asking for what the next step is, it's just, it's, it's just probing, you know, because some of us just get stuck. We don't know what the words are. We can't get in touch. We don't, you know, and then it's just being able to create a space that feels safe for them to, um, to access that information. Interesting. Nice. So May, which is right around the corner, is yeah. Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. So I like to think of this work that we do at, at, in support of mental health, physical health, everything. Um, what other tips, tricks do you have for anybody that that might really want to hear from us about mental health and resilience and how to improve their daily lives? That's a great question. Um I think one of the things that has been really helpful for me and for my clients is being and May is a great month to do this in is being able to get outside, um, being able to get outside in nature. Everybody I talk to in some way or another connects to nature somehow. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be a hiker or a runner or anything, but just, you know, go outside and, and smell some flowers or go outside and put your feet in the grass, being able to connect to the outside world that is outside of your head is a really great way to just give yourself like a little mini vacation from from what's you what you're experiencing connecting yourself to something bigger uh is often just on a daily in a daily practice um and being intentional about that i found very helpful and it's something everybody can do right it's not exclusive this work right we're all coaches it's not cheap and it's not it's not fair Right. But you can still get yourself and take care of yourself. And it's a, just a matter of going, I'm going to give myself five minutes of my time. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. And you can treat yourself to that, which is full of laughter, which is great for mental health. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But giving yourself some of your time. Yeah. So if people just checkmarked every day that they at least went outside for five minutes. Yes. Or saw that as their gold star that they give themselves every day. They get outside for just a few minutes. Simple yeah. things. Very simple. Very, very simple. And we all love a nice attainable win. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go to bed at night thinking about, okay, what did I do for myself today? 
and having that be like, okay, I went out in my front yard or I took a walk or I stepped outside the building and, you know, saw a tree, right? Like something, anything, I heard a bird, like connecting it to your senses too is, is helpful. And it doesn't need to be that complicated. <laughs> I, I just, I want it, my, like the homework that I give is as simple as possible, which makes it easy to write off. And I, you know, put that out right at the gate. This is easy to write off, but it makes a difference accumulatively. Deep breaths. I know. <laughs> There's so much good stuff going on in the world and so much hard stuff as well that this all helps provide a great perspective. Doable yeah. wins. Yes, very doable wins. I love that. I love that. So anything else, Kate? Nothing for me. Anything else, Jen? No, just thank you. Gratitude. This was yes. lovely. Yes. yes. So appreciate your time. I can't wait to get this out there. And our desire is to help impact people um, to do just a little bit better um, just by hearing this. So we hope this is helpful. Yeah. Thank you for doing this work. Thank you. Talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.